Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. Megan Nilsson here, and I'm just thankful as always that you are hanging out with me today. I have a couple of announcements that I want to make before I get into the meat of the episode. Number one is this. We are celebrating a half birthday. That's right. Did any of you grow up celebrating your half birthday? I did. I loved it. Or maybe you called it your unbirthday. Either way, this podcast, Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast, is six months old this month. And I am celebrating. I'm celebrating all the hard work, all the engaged listeners. Thank you for showing up week after week, engaging with this content. We have over 3,000 downloads and people from all over the world listening. And it's just exciting and kind of beyond my wildest dreams what this is turning into. So first of all, thank you. Happy six-month birthday to this podcast. And secondarily, I would love your help. I have created a very brief survey. If you go to kingdomlifecoachingpodcast.com, that's kingdomlifecoachingpodcast.com, on my podcast page on my website, you'll see a button that says brief podcast survey. I would love to hear from you what resonates with you. What are you loving from this podcast? And then what could, what topics, like what could we do? What could I do to improve this for future listeners? If you have found value in this and you think other people might too, will you please hop on kingdomlifecoachingpodcast.com, hit that button for the survey. And I'm doing a giveaway. So I'm going to draw, if you put your name and email in there, I'm going to draw two lucky people's names. One of you will receive the Untangled Faith book and journal. I will send that out to you for free, complimentary. And another lucky listener will get a free, complimentary, 30-minute kingdom alignment session with me. So if you would love to get on the phone and just tackle something pretty quick, go after something and pray about it and really get some wisdom into something that's on your mind, I would love to offer you that. So that's one thing. So fill out the survey and let me know what you love, what could be improved for future listeners, and what are you struggling with right now? What kind of topics would you love to hear in the future? Because I am wrapping up this book series and I'm ready to dive into some new and exciting topics for the fall and winter. So thank you in advance for that. Number two is this. If you are ready to come alive, I want to invite you to the Come Alive virtual one-day summit. It is October 27th, 2023. There are a group of seven women that I have been closely aligned with this year going through the Kail Mastermind women who are walking in their purpose and are ready to help you come fully alive in your sphere, in your world. Where is God asking you to expand your capacity and your influence and your calling? We are going to hit seven topics on that day so that your peace can expand, your capacity can expand. And if you are excited to dive into really living life to the full in your finances, your mind, your body, your spirit, your relationships, your emotions, and your purpose, 
yes, yours truly. I get to close out the day with your purpose. Then go to my Instagram page at Megan underscore Nielsen. Jump on my link tree. You can find the link to the Come Alive conference. I also have a pop-up banner, an announcement banner on my website. So if you go to MeganBNielsen.com, you can also click on that link, read more about it, sign up. It's going to be amazing. You can meet the speakers all the things. That's the Come Alive conference and the survey. So thank you in advance for, for helping me out. Okay, today, today we are, we're going to take a breath and we're going to sit for a minute and really kind of land the plane on this whole journaling experience. For the past few months, I've been walking step by step, step through this beautiful exchange, beautiful beautiful exchange journaling blueprint, say that 10 times fast, and really helping you unlock what does it look like? How would you experience connection, intimacy with God as you write with him, as you journal with him, share your thoughts, ask your questions, receive his divine wisdom, and then walking through the steps to renew your mind, to find that truth, to really exchange, let go of the things of your flesh that are keeping you stuck, anxious, stressed, confused, letting that go, releasing that to God so that you can receive his spirit, his spirit of peace, wisdom, guidance, clarity, truth, love. That's what we're about in the beautiful exchange. And then once you figure that out, what is he asking you to do? What's the divine invitation? What's the divine calling? What's your next right step? Where you are in your circle of influence, in your family, your place of business, your place of worship. How is he preparing you and building you up so that you can have a ripple of impact of, of influence and love to the people around you? That's what this entire journaling experience gives you. Now, when you get to the end of that beautiful conversation with the Lord, doing all that internal work, really getting clear on what you're experiencing, what you're feeling, what you're sensing from him, how would you respond to him at the end of the day? This is how we close our practice, is to reflect. What do you want to say to the Lord to close out this time? Because ultimately, he's the one that's talking to you. He's the one that's giving you these beautiful gifts all good, perfect gifts come from the Father of lights. This is what's happening. This is what you are experiencing as you journal with him. What would you want to say to him? How would you, how would you move forward? What's your commitment to God and yourself and others? This is a moment where you get to just take a breath, reflect on the process. I love what King David says in Psalm 77, verse 12. He says, I will reflect on all you have done, and meditate on your actions. That's what's happening. How do you reflect? At this point in the series, your formal journaling comes to an end, and you remember, I remember once again that God is God. You are not God, and I am not God. We trust, as kingdom people, we trust that he's working in our lives that his kingdom's purposes will come to pass on so many levels. We just don't get to determine and dictate the outcome. We plant the seeds. We water the seeds. We are committed to the process. And then we release the outcome to him. This reflection is truly a full circle moment. Maybe if you've gone through this journaling 
or you're preparing to go through this journaling, you, you're going to look back and you're going to remind yourself of the things that you wrote down. One thing I love about the Untangled Faith Journal is that in the back of the journal, on the last pages, there's a log where you can log your beautiful exchanges every time you go through this journaling process and you release something of your flesh and you receive something of his spirit, you get to go in and you get to log the date and you get to say, this is what I'm releasing today. This is what I'm receiving as an Ebenezer, as a, as a marker and a declaration of what he's giving you, what you are, how you are following him and what he's giving to you. So honestly, this practice should leave you open and expectant and energized not in shame or guilt or confusion. We look with anticipation to see what God will do. What is God doing in your life? Even under the sound of my voice, how can you reorient your mind right now? I'm sure if you are listening, there is something on your heart and your mind that is weighing on you, that you are wondering about, that you're confused about, that is bringing stress right now, shift into a posture of recognizing what God is already doing. You have the opportunity to release this need for control, this need for supernatural signs and wonders. Yes, he will give them to you as a gift, but you don't need that right now in order to move forward. I do believe that God works in mysterious ways through signs and wonders. Absolutely. But Often we are stunted and paralyzed from moving forward with him because we just want one more sign. Can I just get one more sign? How do I really know? And if you've heard this once, you've heard this from me a thousand times, you're never going to truly know. It's that moment, that faith over fear moment where you take that step and you and you say, this aligns with the character of God. This aligns with what I read in the Bible. This aligns with godly counsel in my life. So I will take a step of faith. I think about the, the the disciples in the boat in John chapter 6. There's this moment when they're on the sea and they freak out. I mean, understandably, because they look out and they see someone walking to them on the water. And when they realize it's Jesus, they are like, oh my goodness, they gratefully take him on board. And it says in the CSB version, verse 21, at once the boat was at the shore where they were heading I, I could, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do a whole episode on this at some point because once we invite Jesus in, once we actually bring him on board in our lives at once, they were where they were heading. This moment of instant arrival is something that we will definitely have to dive into on another podcast. But the next day, there's this crowd of onlookers that had stayed on the other side of the sea. And they're baffled to see that Jesus, that there was only one boat. They knew Jesus hadn't boarded the boat. They're like, wait, okay, there's a boat here, but Jesus is gone. So they're like, what in the heck has just happened? So verses 24 and 25, John chapter six, they got into their own boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said, Rabbi, when did you get here? Like they have no idea how he got there because Well, he walked on the water, so how are they supposed to put that two and two together? Jesus replies that their question is misguided. Ooh, he's bringing the real talk. He's bringing the truth because they aren't truly looking for him. 
They're only following their stomachs. They had just seen the, the miracle multiplying the loaves and the fishes and feeding thousands. And they're like, whoa, that was an amazing sign and wonder. How can he do that again? In this passage, he challenges the people not to work for food that's going to perish, but to seek the spiritual food that will bring eternal life. That's what we're about as kingdom people. We are not looking for food for material items that are going to perish. Yes, we need those things to survive. We do need food. We do need money. But these are daily, this is daily manna. What is going to bring you the true sustenance, the true nourishment that your soul actually longs for? That's going to lift you above the circumstances outside of what culture wants to sell you. It's going to be locking eyes, linking arms with Jesus. He reminds them that he, only Jesus, the son of man, can give them this kind of food because the father has set the seal of approval on him. God the father has sent Jesus, the son, as an atonement to reconcile us to him. So the eager crowd is saying, well, well, what can we do to perform the works of God? Okay, we're all in. They are entirely focused on the work that will bring them glory. They are not focused on a relationship that will fill their souls. Let me repeat this. The crowd is focused on the work that will bring personal glory, personal success, personal fame. They are not focused on truly the internal matters that will fill their soul. So I ask you today, is there something in your life that if you're honest, in your heart of hearts, you're like, you know what, I'm doing this? for the approval of man. I'm doing this because I really care what people think. I care what my image is. I care about my success rate, the stars, the ratings, but it's not satisfying because only a relationship with Jesus is actually going to fill your soul. Jesus replies to them in John 6, 29. He says, this is the work of God, that you would believe in the one he has sent. Crowd's like, great, okay, what sign? What sign then are you going to do so that we can see and believe you? What sign are you going to perform? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, just as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. They're still focused on the external sign. Do you see a pattern here? They think that faith is going to come from witnessing the, the thing, witnessing the miracle, that belief is somehow going to magically manifest from seeing an extraordinary experience that your mind can't comprehend. God blessed Jesus for still engaging with them. And he says, truly, I tell you, this is John 6, 32. Truly, I tell you, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. but My father gives you the true bread from heaven. From the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. He's saying, you are looking for man to give you your manna, man to give you your, your nourishment. But my father is the one who is going to give you the bread, the nourishment from heaven. Okay, great. Yes, we want this type of bread. Who doesn't want this type of bread? This is where Jesus lands that plane and he makes it absolutely clear. He does not say what they need to do. Rather, he tells them the truth of who he is for them. In verse 35, he says, I am the bread of life. No one comes to me. No one who comes to me, excuse me, will ever be hungry. And no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty again. 
he keeps reorienting and shifting them out of this posture of of thinking very two-dimensionally, very limited thinking, very much worldly thinking, material thinking. And he's saying, all you can concentrate on is, is a morsel of bread. But I'm telling you, when you link arms with me, when you abide in me, I'm going to give you nourishment that is going to sustain life, that is going to reap a harvest that you can't even think or imagine. How, how can we possibly understand this? Even as I'm saying it, I don't, I don't think I understand it. I think that this question, this conundrum of the human journey is as old as time. This is not a new, this is not a new tale. We wonder what to do next. Wondering what to do next is typical. It's part and parcel of being human. We want to make sense of the past. We want to understand the present and we wonder about the future. There's so much grace for that. We desire clarity. We don't want to be confused. We want God to give us a sign and paint the plan in neon lights. But he doesn't often work that way. He doesn't often work that way. We crave certainty. This is normal. There's no shame for that. This is part of being human. We want common sense mapped out details. We want God to map out the details of our life so that we can move forward. And he's saying, he's flipping the script. When you move forward, I will begin to map out the details. Do you see the problem? Do you see the conundrum? So oftentimes as human beings, we say, okay, when you lay out the blueprint, then I will follow it. And I do believe he's say, I already laid out the blueprint in the Bible. And now when you follow me, I will continue to illuminate one step at a time and one step at a time. You know, I love my Oswald Chambers and Oswald Chambers writes this. He says, certainty is the mark of the common sense life. So gracious uncertainty is the mark of the spiritual life. So if you want to live kind of the worldly common sense life, then go after certainty. Don't make a move until you are certain 100% about how everything's going to turn out. But if you want to be marked in the spiritual life, then walk in gracious uncertainty. I love that phrase, gracious uncertainty, because it implies that there's love there. It is not being uncertain to kind of trick us and fool us. No, there's graciousness and love. Oswald writes, to be certain of God means that we are uncertain in all our ways. We do not know what a day may bring forth. We are uncertain of the next step, but we are certain of God. It's like that phrase, I don't know the future, but I trust the one who holds the future in his hands. Therein lies the rub. That's what we're going after. Oswald says, we are not uncertain of God, but uncertain of what he is going to do next. Leave the whole thing to him. It is gloriously uncertain how he will come in, but he will come in. Remain loyal to him. So at the end of the day, all of this internal work, this writing, this processing is so that we can get to a healthy place. We want to root out anything that's holding us back, anything that's deceiving us, that is keeping us from being aligned with Christ so that we can be open and graciously uncertain of where God is taking us. 
we remain loyal to him so that we can follow him as he comes in and do what he's asking us to do next. This is the final piece of the puzzle to reflect and pause and take notice of the things that come up for you as you're journaling. Take notice of the things that come up for you as you're listening to these podcasts or or reflecting on your life. Did God show up for you? I would argue that God doesn't show up for us because he is omnipresent. He's already here for us. We don't have to pray that God shows up because he's here. What we pray and what we're going after is that we have the open eyes, open ears, open mind, open heart to be able to see, to tune our ears to the frequency of heaven, to, to, to open our eyes to, to spiritual matters, matters, to the atmosphere of what's actually happening. I want to remind you that we don't fight against flesh and blood. I have been in conversations recently with so many people and on, on one level, we're, we're, we're kind of chipping away at human problems, wondering, okay, how do we tackle this relational circumstance? How do we tackle this problem in business? How do we tackle this issue in our organization? How do we tackle this, you know, confusion in our family? And yes, on one level, we are finding strategy to move forward in healthy places, But I would say as kingdom people, as people following the Lord, we have to recognize that there is a spiritual level. There's a spiritual battle happening. So it is limited thinking to only focus on the earthly things. It is limited thinking to only focus on the natural sense, what you see happening in the natural, what is going to bring about true freedom, what is going to bring about true breakthrough and revelation and transformation is when you begin to see the roots and the systems and the things that are holding you or other people in bondage, the, the, the things that are holding systems and churches and organizations in bondage. What, what are you allowing to grow in your home or in your heart that is not of God? Root that out right now. Call it what it is. We root out this whole process of beautiful exchange journaling is to understand and see in a different dimension, to see at a deeper spiritual dimension so you can see the root of what's going on, not what's just happening above the surface. That is part of it. That's what that when you see what happens above the surface. In the natural realm, that's a symptom. That's a sign that something's amiss. Something's not right because we see relational tension. We see limited thinking. We see lack in some area of our life. Where is that coming from? So our job is to ask the Lord to open our eyes and our minds and our hearts to see at a deeper level what are what are the realms of confusion, of of manipulation, of deceit, of toxicity? What are those things that we are allowing to take up residence in our heart, in our mind, in our homes, in our places of business, in our churches that need to be rooted out and not tolerated? In recent years, we've talked about a no tolerance policy in schools and places of business. There's no tolerance for bullying. There's no tolerance for violence. In the kingdom, there is no tolerance for the things that are not of God. There's no tolerance for all the list of things that do not align with the fruit of the Spirit. So if something is in direct opposition 
to love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, all those things, if it's in direct opposition to that, it's warring with that, how do you root it out? And I believe, truly believe, that if you go through this untangled faith, beautiful exchange journaling, you will begin to root things out that need to be coming out, that need to be uprooted from the soil of your life so that you can plant in very good soil the things of God, the things of the Spirit. I want to thank you so much for traveling this road with me. Next week, on next week's episode, we're going to finish this whole Untangled Faith series with an episode, Now What? Now what What do you do? What are some things? Where can you go from here? But for today, I just want to thank you for hanging with me. I want to invite you to reflect on all that God has given you. Where do, where do you go from here? Do you buy the Untangled Faith book and journal? Buy it. Do you do it with a friend or two? Do that. When we, when we go through this process alone, it's just limited. But when we link arms with someone else who's going after the same things that we are, then the ripple effect, what we can uncover together is so much more than what we can uncover alone. So I pray that you find your people in your place of worship, in your town, in your family, in your home. I'm praying right now that you are are seeing with supernatural eyes the things that need to be rooted out in your life so that you can replant and really till that soil and replant with the things of God because he wants to grow a harvest in your life. He's got plans and purposes and nourishment for not only for you, but for the people around you and for generations to come. I can't wait for my series in October. I'm going to be giving you guys some journal prompts. October is a month of harvest, and I've got some fun ideas planned on uh, what to offer you to be thinking about the harvest in your life, the harvest, the good things that you've seen, and the and, and what he's preparing you for, how you can till the soil of your own life to begin to plant and, and experience the harvest of God. So I love you guys. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go to kingdomlifecoachingpodcast.com, fill out my brief survey. I would love to hear from you and give one or two of you a lucky present. And also I want to invite you to the Come Alive conference. Head to my Instagram, look at my link tree and hit that button or head to my website and look at the banner at the top. Either way, you're going to get to the same place. You're going to find out all about it. And I can't wait for you to join us. It's going to be fantastic. So I love you guys and talk to you later. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsson, or head to my website, meganbnilsson.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.